The virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, it's Wednesday, 24 August, year of our Lord, 2022. We are packed for the next two hours with exploding stories all over the place. Let's go to Georgia Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, Congressman, uh, it appears that you had an incident last night. I think they're called a swatting. Can you walk our audience through exactly what happened? Yes, absolutely, Steve. Last night, just after one o'clock in the morning, I was I was woken up to knock on my door, doorbells, and hearing people and seeing flashlights outside my bedroom windows. Uh, I got up, got dressed, and I normally carry a gun with me to the front door. But for some reason, I just had a gut feeling not to carry my gun with me. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Steve, I'm so glad I did not. It was very out of character for me, um, especially in the middle of the night, not expecting anyone coming to my house. Because when I went down the hallway and I went into the foyer, um, there were police outside on my front step. And I, I opened the door and talked to them. And they it was a very serious situation. They were very prepared responding to a 911 call that they received where someone had claimed that someone had been shot, um, that there were children in the home and there was there was potentially more violence to occur. And I have to thank my local law enforcement, the Rome police, they did an incredible job. They were there prepared to handle a very serious situation, but they were also wise enough to, to be able to think clearly that this could potentially be exactly what it has turned out to be and that's that I got swatted last night. Th- that could have been a very dangerous situation. I mean, the whole purpose of that is to have uh, law enforcement inadvertently actually cause harm to you by either a false move or with something happened. I mean, th- these guys were ready to they were ready to confront uh, hostiles, right? Oh, they were prepared. Uh, they were prepared to uh, maybe save someone's life from uh, another person that, that had a gun that was going to harm others. Uh, they were prepared to do the job that they needed to do to, you know, that they swear an oath, Steve. They save people. These are the good guys that take care of our communities, get criminals off the street. And they had received a very serious 911 call with scary claims that someone had been shot five times um, at my home and that there were children there, and there was potentially more harm going to occur. And so they raced over to my house and had guns drawn. They they were prepared for the situation. And thankfully, Steve, I did not carry my gun in the dark, the front door, because what you and I both know to be true, is you have been through this as well. Swatting is, is a way for someone to try to get another person killed. It's attempted murder. And they were trying to get the police to kill me 
And, and the police, of course, would never want to do that. That's not what they sign up to do. And this is such an abuse of our law enforcement, their resources. And this person needs to be hunted down and held accountable. Um, it, it, it's basically political terrorism, Steve. That's what it is. And the whole reason why they did it, come to find out, the same person called back and said that they were very upset with me because they are a child trans activist. And I just introduced important legislation last week to protect children all over this country from the radical left, disgusting agenda to to get children to undergo um, gender reassignment surgeries, mastectomies, castration, hormone therapy, um, puberty blockers before they're even 18, before they're even old enough to serve in the military. They are persuading children to do this. And I introduced the bill called Protect Children's Innocence Act. And it's a very important piece of legislation because it would make anyone engaging in gender confirming, so-called gender confirming care for minors under the age of 18. It makes it a class C felony and it, it makes it completely illegal. And this is such important legislation, see, because we have to protect children. That is the most important thing we can do. And I think Republican lawmakers should make this a priority. But someone tried to have me killed last night because of this legislation, because these these trans activists, they will stop at nothing. They have no moral lines. They have no boundaries and they will cross every single one of them uh, as they pursue children and try to get them to do the unthinkable. OK, I, I just want to I think at least what's been reported and maybe, you know, more than it's been reported. But they said there was a metallic, almost like a computer call that went into the, the police department. Are you saying later an activist actually contacted the police and, and claimed credit for this and gave the rationale uh, because of your legislation that you proposed last week? Yes, yes. It's in the police report and the, the police put out a statement today that the person that called and made the original 911 calls called back again using some sort of voice synthesizer um, and, and expressing and, and basically uh, confessing what they had done and that they said that they were having me swatted. They said they were coming after MG because of they're trying to protect child trans rights. That's what they care about is child trans rights. Well, um, what we know to be true, Steve, is these these transgender uh, surgeries and hormone therapies of pretty blockers. This is not trans rights. It's child. It's absolute child abuse. So what happened to me last night is political terrorism. It's abusing our police resources, our great men and women in blue um, and abusing the, their important resources. And they were doing this to intimidate me, to stop me and stop my effort to protect kids all over the country. And there is no way I'm backing down. As a matter of fact, I am so angry and upset about this. I will double down, to make sure that this agenda happens and I will do everything I can to pass my bill. Um, you said this is uh, political terrorism. Has any um, uh, mainstream media picked this up yet? Have, have the Washington Post or people called you, the New York Times? I haven't seen this on MSNBC. We actually tried to pull a clip. The only thing we had was Jack Posobiec's sitting in for Charlie Kirk after our morning show ha had an interview with you. Ha has any other media really picked this up and, and, and raised the specter of this was almost like a potential assassination attempt on you? Absolutely. As a sitting member of Congress, this was a potential assassination clip. And you know how serious it is 
because they swatted you, Steve, and other people that have been swatted understand how serious this is. I mean, police came with guns drawn, guns drawn. And if I had shown up uh, in the dark coming towards my front door and they saw my silhouette coming to the door, holding what I usually hold, which is an AR-15, because it is a great home defense weapon, then my life could have been taken. Um, and our wonderful police officers could have made a very bad mistake. And I know they would never do that. They don't want to do that. But that's how dangerous this is. Um, I was on I was on Newsmax. I've been on some other shows, definitely with Jack Pasebic. But no, I haven't heard from MSNBC. I haven't heard from CNN, New York Times, all, all these other people know because they don't care about this. It's, this doesn't fit their agenda. Um, they would rather show stories about how trans children may commit suicide if they don't have their breasts chopped off or castrated. Um, but that that is that reality is is such a lie because honestly, if you if you hear or ever talk to the young people, young adults, and, and they go through their detransition, um, their stories are far more heartbreaking than any story and the and the mutilation that their bodies have had, the permanent changes that they have gone through before they were even before they even graduated high school, before they even know what they want to be when they grow up. Those are the stories. Those are the nightmares that we have to stop from happening. Um, and but they it is such a threat. My the bill that I introduced and the and the fact that I'm willing to go go as far as I need to go to protect kids all over the country, that they want to kill me for it. Um, but this is who they are, Steve. This is who the left is today. They have no respect for life. The party that will murder babies up until the day of birth. This is the party that that talks about but at the same time, they create an 87,000 IRS agent army that's going to be armed and ready to, to use deadly force on like business owners and the middle class. Um, this is the party that cares about another country's border and not our own. This is the party that wants to completely mutilate our children and, and cause them harm in, in ways that are unimaginable. We can't even imagine this. This is the party of Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Frankenstein Science, and Democrat Party is gone off the rail. And we have to do everything we can to take our country back and save our kids. See, we have to save our kids. Nothing more important than that. And so Republicans have to get on board to make this a number one priority. Uh, NBC, I think, had an opinion piece, or MSNBC today, um, it, ironically, it dropped, or it might even drop last night, said that. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene declares war on uh, on trans children. Uh, that shows you where the rhetoric is. You declared war. Uh, and by the really? way, in the next hour, we have Peter Navarro and Dr. Stephen Hatfield on about this House Select Committee about hydroxychloroquine and all the all the uh, they're opening that back up, accusing Dr. Uh, Hatfield and Dr. Um, uh, Navarro of wrongly pressuring. They've opened up a can of worms, and they're going to have to deal with it because th these uh, two individuals are really going to hammer back. On this, let me let's just go to the whole point of this. Talk to us about this bill. Walk us through what this legislation is. And I'm kind of shocked when you first put it up, as you often do. I sit there and go, why has nobody thought of this before? You, you're saying, hey, let's cut through the chase. There's a bunch of happy talk out there. Let's make it a felony. If you're going to do it, you're going to you're going to go to prison for a long time because it's outright child abuse. Walk us through your bill. Yeah, you know, people like you and and your and the wonderful people that watch War Room. They all understand this. It's not complicated. I introduced a bill. It's called Protect Children's Innocence Act. 
And what this bill will do is it make any any person, no matter if they're a nurse, doctor, whoever they are, engaging in so-called gender affirming care for anyone under the age of 18. It, it makes it's a class C felony that is a very serious crime. And the reason why this is so important, Steve, is because on federal laws, we have federal laws to protect children from child abuse, sex trafficking, sex child abuse. But this this so-called gender affirming care, which is really an industry, Steve, it is really a profit making industry that is set to grow by the billions. And these people are going to be making a fortune mutilating children before they even know what they want to do when they grow up. Kids do all kinds of things. They pretend to be cowboys. They pretend to be astronauts. They pretend to be princesses. They pretend to be dragons. This is something that kids need to be left alone, allow them to grow up. And the bill is so simple. And it's not complicated. It's not controversial. It just requires Republicans willing to protect kids all over the country. Now, I've had some of my colleagues say, Marjorie, we need to let this be a state issue, state by state. And here's where I push back on that. And I say, absolutely not. Just like we have federal laws protecting kids from horrible monsters that are, are abusing them sexually, um, molesting them, or even selling them on some sex slave market, we need to have federal laws that protect children in this very same way. Because you have to believe the left when they tell you what they're going to do. When the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir put out a song and said, we're coming for your children, you better bet that they meant it. Because in California, if we leave it up to the state, California is going to take away parents' rights to protect their children from the sick and disgusting evil ideology. And that's why it's important for every single Republican member of Congress and Democrats, too, to get on board with this and stop it. We have to stop it now before it goes out of control. And 10 years from now, we have a whole generation of kids that grew up and they can't even recognize themselves anymore and are just heartbroken and, and their lives are ruined because no one had the gut. And no one had the backbone to, to make this a felony. And so, Steve, we have to do it. And I, I am going to be committed to this. I don't care how many people try to kill me for it. I'm committed to protecting our kids. And that's the number one best thing that we can do. Uh, Congressman Green, how do people get to your site to find out more about your bill and more about your campaign and more about your PAC? Well, if you want to support me, mtgforamerica.com, mtgforamerica.com. I need your help. I need your support. And green.house.gov has all my legislation, green.house.gov. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for letting me tell about what happened to me last time. Thank you, Congressman Green. Short break. Back in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit 
on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, it's the time to bundle them off to college. Make sure that they go fully kitted out. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. You got the sheets, the pillows, the blankets, the slippers, the moccasins, everything. Go check it out. We've got the buy one, get one free sales. We have the deep discounts on the great sheets. You have the classic pillow you can't get in Walmart anymore. Now $19.88. Go check it all out. Here's the deal. You keep the soccer trophies, they get the pillows. Okay, so make sure you step up. And make sure they kid it out as everybody heads back, all the kids head back to college. Listen, I want to go now to Jenny Beth Martin, uh, one of the founders and head of the Tea Party Patriots. Jenny Beth, you filed a complaint against, I think, against the magistrate. What is a complaint? Why did you file it? What is it going to do? And why is it important? Hey, Steve, thanks so much for having me. So Tea Party Patriots Action filed a complaint against a magistrate judge who issued the search warrant um, for President Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence. And what the complaint does is outline the problems that we think that the judge has that should have caused him to recuse himself, but he did not recuse himself. So now we're asking for the chief judge of the 11th Circuit to discipline um, the magistrate judge, uh, Reinhardt, and really to, uh, we actually want him removed from his judgeship at this point. He posted negative things about President Trump on social media. He had, he just in June of this year, he recused himself, um, from a case involving Hillary Clinton because of a conflict of interest. He's donated to Democrats. He donated to Jeb Bush against Donald Trump back in 2016. He's not unbiased and he should not have been presiding over this he should have recused himself already how many i mean i i've never heard heard of this so you're you're filing a complaint in a in a, in a real court in a federal court uh, against yes. this magistrate is this happen often uh, i mean this is the first i've heard of somebody coming an outside group filing a complaint against a a, a magistrate in a in another case or in a case unrelated to you you're not party you're not party of any. You're not part of Judicial Watch or the New York Times. Any of the things that are going up. You're not party to that, correct? No, I'm not party to to those. But actually, we were watching what Judicial Watch was doing and looking for other creative ways that we could help President Trump. And this is one that just it it, it called out to me. If I were assigned a judge, if a judge were assigned to a case involving me, and he had been posting negative things about me on social media, he should be removed, or, or he should just know enough to recuse himself. Period. I wouldn't want him on on my case. And just because Trump was okay, president. Okay, 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 okay. But you, you've hit the point I wanted to get at. Yep. And I'll get Mike Davis in a second. One of the things that's befuddled me, and you know, War Room, we're the biggest supporters of President Trump and the Trump movement and MAGA and the plurals and everything like that. What has uh, 
befuddled me because we're action, action, action here is the relatively passive nature of the legal effort here. Now they're getting into it. But when you were talking to your lawyers about filing this and, and God bless the Tea Party Patriots and you've always got MAGA's back, you have the deplorables back. I mean, essentially, Tea Party Patriots is made up of the deplorables. Isn't this something that you would have assumed that the President Trump's lawyers would have done like maybe two weeks ago? Well, I I don't I I can't make I don't know why they did or didn't do what they did. Frankly, they had enough to deal with. They're dealing with um, the fallout of the actual raid of Mar in Mar-a-Lago and filing suit against against the federal government. That's something I would not have any standing to be able to do. This was a way that I I could help. So I'm not going to bash his his attorneys for that. But it, it, this judge shouldn't be on the case and the judge should know better than to be on the case. Do you believe and that you believe that your effort can get him actually removed or are you just trying to ding this guy up? No, I I this is a sincere effort. There were 1282 such complaints filed last year in 2021. Most of them don't wind up going going where we we want them to go against the judges. Um often that is because the case is already resolved and the judge is no longer involved or because there's not enough evidence. When we filed the complaint, we listed the, the concerns we had. We included um, articles that were in source documents with the issues that we were saying were problematic. And we included all of that in the complaint. We filed it in Atlanta in the 11th circuit. And honestly, when my attorneys filed it, they said, um, we don't, you know, this isn't something we've done before. So we don't know exactly what's going, going to happen next because it does not happen very often. Um, okay. Jenny Beth, how can people get to see this complaint and how can they go to your site uh, to find out more about Tea Party Patriots? They can go to teapartypatriots.org, teapartypatriots.org. We have the press release on the site, and we will also make sure that we've got on, on the sliders, if it's not up there right this second, we'll have a, a, a bigger bolded link to it so that people can find it. But the press release links to the complaint, and it's a 35, it's a seven-page complaint with about um, 25 or so more pages of documentation. Jenny Beth, what's your social media? Jenny Beth M. Jenny Beth M. on pretty much all the social media networks. Jenny Beth, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Okay, I want to bring in Mike Davis. Mike, well, obviously, we would never pound the Trump legal team, but uh, I want to start off with leaning into things and getting aggressive. I know there's been a change of personnel, and they're now, uh, you know, uh, taking more uh, offense. This complaint I found interesting. Is this something, since Trump's not a party to what's going on, that's between Judicial Watch and the New York Times trying to get the affidavit. Could Trump's legal team have filed this themselves uh, two weeks ago? Well, you, it's usually the parties to the case that would bring the issue of a recusal, a motion to recuse a judge. But if you look at the U.S. Code, I'm, I'm very happy that uh, Jenny Beth Martin and the Tea Party Patriots are raising this issue and amplifying the issue that we've been raising on here, Steve, because it's very clear that under 28 U.S.C. 455A, Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt has a clear bias, a judicial bias against President Trump that should disqualify him from this case. This magistrate no, no, no. I, but hold it, hold it. I, I agree with you. You've said this from day one. Here's what I'm confused about. 
Why are we waiting for the and Tea Party Praise is great. We've been working with those guys for twelve years. Why are we waiting for um, Tea Party Patriots to file on the eve of actually the the event tomorrow? Can, can Trump himself or his campaign actually put that complaint in themselves two weeks ago and try to force recusal? Or has that been? Are they trying to? Do, I know they're fighting this in the media. I know you've talked about it. There's a lot of people talking about it, but maybe I'm wrong. It looks like the first concrete action is the complaint by the Tea Party Patriots. Could the president himself and his legal team actually make that complaint in court and try to get the guy recused? Yeah, they should. Uh, they, if they want to recuse a judge from the case, they should do it immediately. They can't. Uh, generally, the courts will say that if you wait until after the judge rules against you on a matter to raise the recusal, that you're going to waive the issue of recusal you can't wait that you can't wait and see if the judge is uh going to act on their bias or not you have to raise the issue early on in the proceedings uh that being said this judge is clearly biased i'm glad that jenny beth martin raised this i i'm i'm not on trump's legal team uh i'm a you know i'm i'm a supporter of president trump but i'm i'm just not i i just i'm not privy to why they're making uh certain decisions that maybe there's a good reason i'm just not privy to it about going on offense now there they have a hearing friday in federal court just walk us through the state of play of everything as you see it right now this battlefield because there's charges going around 300 documents seven thousand pages you know the media is in full but merrick girl and these guys are in full bore use the media to cover up the shortcomings of their case uh david rifkin who we used to have all, all the time one of the best constitutional lawyers on during the impeachment he dropped a bomb on him in the Wall Street Journal the other day. So walk us through where Mike Davis thinks everything is right now. I think the Biden administration, Mary, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, are desperate here. I think that uh, it's very clear that the president, President Trump, when he was leaving office, had the constitutional power to declassify anything he wanted, and he did. He did that. You could do that through several different ways, but with the Crossfire Hurricane documents. I think it's exhibit number two in the, in the raid inventory, the leather-bound documents. President Trump actually declassified those with a January 19th memo. It was a declassification, declassification memo, not a standing order, not a magic wand, although he can declassify it either of those two ways. This is an actual memo where he de declassified it, and the Justice Department didn't follow through and make it public. He has a declassified copy of those records at Mar-a-Lago, under the Presidential Records Act, there's a 2012 case from an Obama-appointed judge dealing with Tom Fenton's uh, lawsuit, Judicial Watch's lawsuit against Bill Clinton about audio tape that Bill Clinton had in his sock drawer. And it was John Solomon at Just the News who, who broke this story earlier that the president, President Trump, had the absolute statutory authority to make any record he wanted, any presidential record he wanted personal. It belonged to him as opposed to a presidential record that get, goes to the archives, they they archive it, and then it goes back to President Trump's presidential library. So this is a nothing burger that they're they're trying to politicize, they're trying to weaponize the Presidential Records Act against Trump to get him. There's not a criminal component to the president, Presidential Records Act. And as you said, Steve, Rifkin had that piece in the Wall Street Journal that the, the Presidential Records Act doesn't even differentiate between classified and non-classified materials because they Congress understood that presidents would have classified materials with them. That's why Congress gives former presidents office space, secure office space called SCIFs. Uh, they have staff. They have staff with security clearances. The former president gets a security clearance. The former president 
gets a diplomatic passport. Uh, they have Secret Service protection to guard the records. And so, hey, Mike, Mike, uh, this, Mike, hang this, on, for, Mike, hang on for one second. Just hang on for one second. We'll take a short commercial break. We'll return with Mike Davis uh, from Article Three. Boris is also going to join us about the situation tomorrow uh, in court in Palm Beach, and then on Friday. Short break. Back in a moment. Homeowners beware. You could already be the victim of home title theft and not have a clue. Some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto the title to your home. Think about that for a second. May already have forged his name onto the title of your home and you not know it. Well, here's how you find out. My partners at Home Title Lock have a special free offer to my listeners. Now go to HomeTitleLock.com. Then simply enter your address for your free no obligation home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. Look, the title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And once he forges your title, he can take out loans in your home to forge your name, stating that he's the new owner. First things first, let's make sure your home's title is securely in your name. You can do that now by going to HomeTitleLock.com and use my promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, RADIO. Then enter your address for free, no obligation, home title scan. That's a $100 value, totally free. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. Do this today. Take action. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Boris is going to join us here momentarily. Mike, and I'd ask you to stay on for this segment. Mike, they, you know, Rifkin brings this up in the piece, too. They, this has been going on since Trump left the White House. And the media is trying to say today, yeah, but reach a level of urgency. And I keep hearing, you know, urgency, but Garland is is uh is uh you know playing hamlet for three weeks as he tells the wall street journal and then you look at the inventory and you brought it up if you have anything related to nuclear it's got a special code called q correct is anything is your reviewing of any of these documents shown you at all that anything related to nuclear secrets or highly classified nuclear secrets are included in any of the inventory here sir no, it's nonsense. It's just like they said that Attorney General Merrick Garland at Newsweek, they leaked out that Attorney General Merrick Garland did not personally approve the raid. We know that's a lie. Uh, they they lied that the Biden White House was not involved in this raid. We now know that White the White House deputy counsel to the president was involved with this raid, very involved with this raid. And that, then they said they tried to justify this raid by making it sound more serious and urgent than it actually was, this unnecessary, unprecedented, and unlawful raid. So they said that Trump had nuclear documents is what they leaked out. So let's let's just unpack that, Steve. He had nuclear documents that, you know, he stole the nuclear codes from the football, apparently, and they were in Mar-a-Lago for 18 months, and Biden didn't catch it and didn't do anything about it for 18 months. And then Merrick Garland found out about this and... He, he deliberated for weeks, he leaked out, before he got this unprecedented, unnecessary, and lawful home raid warrants of a former president who happens to be Merrick Garland's boss's 
uh, main political rival in 2024. So they waited weeks when Trump had these nuclear codes. And then they went to this biased magistrate judge who just recused from Trump's case on June 22nd, his his civil case versus Hillary Clinton, because he had a bias as evidenced by his 2017 Facebook post where he attacked President Trump's personal character. Somehow this bias went away. They get this this home raid warrant from this biased judge, and then they wait three days to go get these documents. This is just complete nonsense. They were clearly going in to get Trump's crossfire hurricane documents, number two on his exhibit list that uh, was in the leather-bound documents. They wanted these crossfire hurricane documents that Trump declassified, which is his constitutional power to do under a 1988 Supreme Court case, Department of Navy versus Egan. President Trump took a personal copy, which he's allowed to do under a 2012 District of D.C. case by an Obama-appointed judge with the Clinton audio tapes in the sock drawer, and they tried to turn this into a crime because Trump had very politically damaging and embarrassing documents against Obama, Clinton, Biden, the FBI, the intel community, the deep state. Final point, Steve, is, is look at the inventory. As you said, they have TS documents on there, uh, top secret documents. This is the raid inventory that the Department of Justice filed. They have SCI documents, as you know, are secure compartmented information documents from the CIA. But nowhere, nowhere on there are Q documents that the Department of Energy classification documents uh, for nuclear secrets. And so this is just another lie by the Biden okay. administration to cover up. So, uh, Boris, you know, Mike Davis and Solomon, the other day, Solomon's got the thing with Sue, the White House counsel. He, they're getting the FBI involved in a criminal investigation. Uh, 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 Davis has been pointing out from day one, there's no Q documents here. Right. Uh, now another bombshell in Politico. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a lawyer, and I pride myself in not trying to play one on well, television. One that's on your. G- no, I no, I never do. I that's why I get guys like you and Davis on here. Justice Department releases Mueller era memo on Trump prosecution. Two top aides to then Attorney General William Barr said Trump's acts wouldn't have merited obstruction charges, even if he were not immune as president. Explain this. This is another bombshell. And here's the thing: these memos bombshell. keep coming out. They keep coming out. Doesn't Merrick Garland and the Office of Legal Counsel, what is going on over the Justice Department? Don't they have access to all this, like, at the same time? Tell us about this memo. It's another bombshell. It's a huge bombshell, Steve. And what's amazing about it is that Crew, the liberal watchdog watchdog organization, just an arm of the Democrat Party, sued for this memo. And they said, oh, we need the unredacted. There's going to be a lot in there. And, and we really want to learn what's in there. We bet it's going to really get Trump. You know how they all, the lefties, the libs, they get all fired up. We bet it's really going to get Trump. They got all excited. And the memo comes out. And this is a, a March 2019 memo from Engel, who was the head of the Office of Legal Counsel at the time, and O'Callaghan, who was one of the uh, principal assistant DAGs, deputy attorney generals, and it absolutely crushes their whole the liberals' narrative. It said that, A, there was no underlying crime, that Mueller absolutely never came close to identifying an underlying crime, so President Trump vindicated again. And then, B, there was no obstruction because President Trump believed that the Mueller investigation was impeding him from doing his job as president of the United States, as President Trump repeatedly correctly stated. So this is another complete and total vindication of President Trump. And by the way, Engel is the same guy who's been criticizing 
the president wrongfully criticizing regarding Jan 6. So these aren't some, you know, super ultra MAGA attorneys. This is you know, some people who've been around DC, who've been around the establishment. Mike probably knows both of them, definitely Engel and O'Callaghan. They've been around a long time. And what do they say? They're saying that President Trump did nothing wrong, that the Mueller investigation proved it once and for all. And even furthermore, there could have been no obstruction related to it, even if the president didn't have executive immunity. Huge bombshell. So where do we stand then? <laughs> this You got the White House counsel. They're sick in the FBI, and I'm trying to criminalize it. You got all these memos coming out. My point is Garland has to know all this. I mean, this is and this is oh, going to yeah. come out and this is going to be an investigation. Come the new Congress, the judiciary. I mean, Grassley and the Senate will do it, but the House will do it also. So on the eve of the affidavit with Judicial Watch New York Times and now Jenny Beth Martin's filed a complaint against the, the magistrate. Then you guys are in uh, Southern. The president's in uh, the Southern District of Florida on Friday. That's give right. us give us the battlefield. What What's happening? Where do we stand? So there's a lot going on, and it's very important for the audience, the posse, to always have the signal and not the noise. First of all, again, this memo, this release, another time that the libs stand, step in a rake in a big way, it's heading them right in the face. They thought it was going to be some huge, big expose against President Trump. Wrong. Again, proving that President Trump's full compliance with all rules, laws, and regulation. That's, that's regarding the memo to Bill Barr and vindicating President Trump regarding the Mueller investigation. It, uh, regarding the raid and break-in of President Trump's home of Mar-a-Lago, tomorrow the, the, the government, the DOJ, are going to be making a filing when they ask the Judge Reinhardt for which redactions they, 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 are, they want, they're requesting in the affidavit. President Trump's already on the record saying he wants the unredacted, true, and, and representative affidavit released out there. So that's tomorrow in, uh, in the magistrate, in front of the magistrate judge. And then on Friday... The judge in the Southern District Court of Florida, Judge Cannon, has asked for further briefings on very specific issues. One, why, uh, why, why this the issue of the special master is, should reside with her, and there's significant precedent on that based on the Southern District of New York. So that's regarding the special master. Two, whether whether the president and his attorneys want to be filing for a TRO, a temporary restraining order, to stop the review. Three. What are the nature? What's the nature of the impact of these filings on Judge Reinhardt effectively asking about uh, about potential conflict? And four, she asked for further information in terms of venue as a whole of it being in front of the Southern District. So that's the back and forth which with Judge Cannon. Those filings are going to be made by President Trump and his legal team by close of the date on Friday, continuing the it's really significant impact now of the higher court, the Southern District Court of the of Florida on this uh, this back and forth on this issue regarding the raid and break-in of the president's home. Mike Davis, uh, look, we're in the middle of campaign season. We've got the probably since 1862, the most important midterm in the history of the country. New York and Florida and back of it, it's a game on. I think we have New Hampshire, but it's game on. The height of the political season. Do you believe this magistrate who said this week, he says, hey, I, I don't know what Justice is talking about normal course of business. This is unprecedented. Even the magistrate said that the guy that's not a fan of Trump's. Do you what do you think we're seeing tomorrow? Are we going to get a fully unredacted affidavit? And will that affidavit, you think, uh, really make clear of how political this witch hunt is by the Justice Department, sir? No, let, let, let's go back again to this 2017 Facebook post, what this judge retweeted. 
quote, Donald Trump doesn't have the moral stature to kiss John Lewis's feet, unquote. So that's what this judge, this magistrate judge thinks about President Trump. This magistrate judge has every incentive to cover up this warrant, this affidavit and this warrant, because he's the one who approved it. He approved it with his judicial bias. So you had the Biden Justice Department, the, the big dogs, the political hacks in the National Security Division, judge shopping for weeks. They found this Trump deranged judge down in the Southern District of Florida, this magistrate judge, and they got this unprecedented, unnecessary and unlawful home raid. So this judge has every incentive to cover his tracks and he's going to do that. You're gonna see very little that is let out of substance. And I bet what the government will propose to let out of substance is stuff that will be out of context that's going to damage political, uh, da politically damage President Trump. Mike, how can people follow you on social media and how they get to Article 3? You've got many huge uh, causes you're fighting for, particularly the takedown of big tech. How do people get there? So uh, go to article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project on Getter, Truth and Twitter, and my personal is M-R-D-D-M-I-A. I appreciate it, Stephen. Uh, good luck to you, Boris. Um, um, Mike, you know, I'm not, we're not conspiracy theory here. I, I know the Justice Department would never want this raid to go down, so they take the eye off the ball so you can never vote on taking your, your initial bill of taking apart big tech. I just don't see where they got the bandwidth for it, but hey, <laughs> maybe maybe they do when they get back. But this thing right here is sucking all the oxygen out when I think it's unnecessary. But anyway, thank you. Look forward to having you back on tomorrow, Mike Davis. So, Boris, is 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 Mike Davis right? I mean, we're going to get something that's just got a, a little uh, what they're going to do is redact enough so that they have the most damaging stuff on President Trump, but not get to the heart of the issue. Particularly, we know the way the FBI lies. It's it's the omissions is what they they, they never right. mentioned the grand jury subpoena. They never mentioned President Trump waving to them when they left. Said, "Hey, anything else you want? Give me a call. You know, we'll work together on this." Is, is that what we're going to see tomorrow out of out of uh, out of this uh, the magistrate? So the government's going to the government will file their request for you know for redactions tomorrow. I I don't think now it may happen, but I don't think that that the response is going to come down tomorrow. Now, if they redact it and they put it out and and you don't see it there clear as day that they wrote that President Trump was in full cooperation, that there was a productive meeting, that there was back and forth, then we should assume it wasn't in there and the judge was lied to by the DOJ to get this warrant for their wrongful break in and raid on President Trump's home of Mar-a-Lago. It's as simple as that. They want to go around redacting things. They will assume that what we do not see is not in there. They will assume that the full cooperation President Trump has afforded to the DOJ was not in there and the judge was lied to. I'm, I'm going to ask you, I asked Jenny Beth Martin about why it was, and I realized President Trump has is not involved in the magistrate situation, Mark. So just watch New York Times, but why and, she and followed some other President as well. And, and not, yes, and not, and not President Trump to complain. So the question I wanted to answer on the other side is President Trump now, you think the legal team more aggressive or, or do you think they're more on point that we're, we're taking the fight to the enemy instead of sitting there and counterpunching? President Trump's the best counterpuncher in the, the business. And the team are strategic, Steve. While some are calling for tactics, he's all about the strategy. Fine. Let's, let's, we'll turn on that on the, the strategy of it all. Boris Epstein, short commercial break. Back in a moment. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted, 
and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. ...has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now Okay, uh, welcome back. Uh, Boris, a, a strategy versus tactics. You know, the war in posses, action, action, action. You guys seem like you're on point now. Give me a minute on, on the strategy here. No doubt about it. Here's the strategy. The strategy is that this was obviously a wrongful act and, and unwarranted act. And the warrant was wrongfully signed by the magistrate judge. And it's important to lay that out. Not, it's not just about going on offense either within 24, 48, 72 hours. It's about taking time, evaluating the situation, learning, learning information. And, you know, because look at Merrick Garland, right? He panicked and asked for a full release of the, of the warrant and the incomplete, uh, the incomplete inventory. Well, that gave us a lot of information, including what Mike Davis went through of what's missing and, and, and what was done wrong by the DOJ and FBI. So taking all that information together, that, that, culminated in the robust filing that President Trump and his legal team had on Monday. And as they signaled, leads leads to a Rule 41 motion, which will which will include everything from the fact that the PRA, the Presidential Records Act, does not have an enforcement mechanism. It was circumvented in this case and that there was nothing wrong whatsoever in terms of actions by President Trump. So that is where this whole this okay. whole process is heading to to put a stop to the switch hunt. By the way, Madeline Pouts, and we appreciate Madeline, our head of marketing over there at Media Matters, uh, VP of marketing for War Room, Madeline Pelts. She says, Steve Bannon, she's tweeting now, Steve Bannon says there couldn't have been any nuclear secrets in the documents seized by the FBI from uh, Trump because there was nothing in the inventory warrant at Q label. I just want to make sure you agree that nuclear secrets code, Madeline, when you get your security clearance, is under Q. It would be in the inventory, correct? They may have something else, but I can't imagine anything that relate to nuclear secrets. Let's put it secrets. this way. If they, if they really had something, it wouldn't be 10 days later and nobody else would have backed up. Nobody else has backed up that reporting now almost two weeks later. So if Media Matters knows something we don't, we're, we're, this, we're doing this for the good of the country. Reach out to us. You're the head of marketing. Yeah, the just, intrepid just reporters of Media Matters, yes. The intrepid reporters. Hey, we're just trying to get to the bottom of it, Madeline. We're, simple we're all guys. fighting the good fight here. Thank you, but thank you for your your uh, update. Um, 
Okay, so there is a strategy. I think now people feel as it's and this is next two days is big. Tomorrow, Palm Beach with the with the affidavit, and then and this affidavit is going to be huge. And then on uh, you guys are in court. Or the president's lawyers are in court on Friday. Um, the filings look, are talk, due on Friday. The filings are due on Friday. The uh, but there's action and things are moving forward. Although right. I kind of think the Justice Department slow walking things because we're in the middle of political season. They want to get as close to the midterms as possible. Hey, I'm just throwing that out as a maybe. We said earlier with our long-term sponsor, my pillow. You know, you're keeping the soccer trophies and send the kids to college, and you're you know you're getting them a pillow, you're getting them a blanket. Uh, it's it's now coming that we had the Moment of Truth Summit. I can tell you, having met thousands of war and posse over the CPAC in here, people are looking to take a break and maybe have an adult beverage, have a cocktail. Let's play the cold open for our next guest, Ryan Coyne from We the People. Let's play it. My fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? You want an abortion? Get one! Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principle and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. Once you begin a great movement, there's no telling where it'll end. Wow. I got to tell you, for our podcast radio audience, one of the most powerful pieces. Brian Coyne, fantastic. Tell us what We the People is. And man, that was one powerful spot, brother. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you for having me, first of all. And you're right, it was. I mean, it reached about 20 million people uh, when we first released it. And to me, it represents the, the market segment in the American, you know, not just electorate, but the American citizenry that are dying for those types of values to be present in their products. I mean, when I when we first came up with the concept of the idea of creating a product that wanted to lean into traditional American values, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise, freedom of speech, which is probably the most under attack uh, in our day and age, said so what brings people together? You know, you know, we can create any type of widget, but what can we create as a product that will bring people together and will rally people around those types of values? We ended up going with wine. We, we stand by that decision, certainly, certainly with the success that we've had so far. And uh, and that's why we created it. It is a uniting factor around key fundamental traditional principles that created this country. And uh, and that, you know, I think is the establishment of success. I can tell you, you know, just last week, we just went into retail. And anybody that knows, uh, that has a consumer product knows that you can do direct consumer online, but getting into national retail distribution is a whole different animal. Well, we did. And the reason that we got into that national you know, retail distribution 
is because of these principles and because of the demand on the ground that this product has. We're going into, for instance, the largest grocer in Texas, 200 stores, just in our first meeting. People are dying to get this on the shelf. And so, uh, Ryan, how do, how do people get to this? How do they order today? Where do they have to go? Well, first of all, you can get online, and that's how we started. So wethepeoplewine.com, wethepeoplewine.com. Head there, join the wine club. You're supporting, you know, frankly, a brand that is standing up the woke nonsense that you're going to get from Google, from LeBron James, from Nike, from all of the other brands that you, as a consumer, may feel at, from time to time that you're forced to engage with, that you're forced to give your hard-earned money to. That's well, not us. We as conservatives need to create brands that, you know, or create options for consumers where folks don't have to give money to people that hate them. And that's what we're doing. And it's a small product. I'm not saying we're taking over the shoe. Ryan, we got to bounce. We got a hard out. We're going to get you back here and talk about retail. We the people wine. Go there right now. Order it. Anna Paulina Luna, the big victor, will be next in the war room with Dr. Hatfield and Dr. Navarro. Explosive House Select Committee on hydroxychloroquine. Next. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.